Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Han Talks First. I am the host, Han, of course, and this is the podcast you are looking for. A Star Wars podcast where we talk about the latest and greatest going on in the Star Wars world, and today we've got a bunch of great things to talk about. But before we get into it, if you are watching this on the YouTube or on the Twitch channel, I apologize for my camera quality today. I wasn't able to connect my DSLR camera to my computer because... I'm using a different computer today. Actually, I'm using a, uh, a Mac with the M1 chip in it. And believe it or not, it is so far advanced that the webcam utilities are not compatible with it yet. That kind of blew my mind. I didn't expect that. So I wasn't properly prepared. So I'm sorry. And I'm also not in my studio today. But we are going to try and make it through this. And because we got a lot of great things to talk about. But before we get into it, uh, welcome to all of you who are joining us today, and to all of you who have showed great support to us in the past, because we have reached a landmark here on Han Talks First. We are now sitting at 800 subscribers on the YouTube page. That is incredible. We've only been doing this on the YouTube page for about, I would say, maybe six months Five to six months we've been active on YouTube, actually doing streams and stuff like that. The podcast itself, of course, has been around for a little over two years, but 800 subs could not have done that without the support of you guys. So thank you for sharing it and telling other people about it, and I hope you enjoy the content and the videos that are coming there. Now, I will say there's been a lot less traffic towards the the YouTube page than I like considering the amount of content I create for it. And it's a little, it's a little sad, honestly, because <laughs> I put a lot of work into some of those videos and the live streams. So I'm going to actually be doing a lot less content on the YouTube page. Uh, I will still do the streams every Monday and we'll still have our segments like Star Wars replay. And today I learned Star Wars, but as far as like other standalone videos specifically made to be videos, I'm going to start doing less of those uh, until the views come in to make it actually worth it to put in all that work. Because it's a, it's a, I put in a lot of work onto this show, and uh, I find myself not having time to do other things. So, But you'll still have the regular show. We'll still get to chat and do other things, which is great, and I'll be here until then. Another bit of uh, good news that happened to me over the weekend was I got vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. I got my second shot. And I'll be honest with you, it, it hurt. It hurt a lot. I got really, really sick. Uh, I felt like I was going to die. I thought when people were saying this vaccine is going to, you know, it's going to make you feel bad. It's going to make you sick a little bit. I was like, yeah, okay, I can handle it. It's probably not a big deal, you know, but they were not joking. It hit me hard, me and my girlfriend. We were literally bedridden the entire 12 hours maybe 15 after getting the shot. It was, it was pretty intense, but I'm safe. I'm a, I'm, I'm able to go outside now and feel comfortable. So that's good stuff. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I hope you are getting, you know, your vaccinations too. For those of my listeners who are in foreign countries, I know some of you have more difficulties doing that. So, uh, you know, my heart is with you, but very soon I'm sure we'll all get there. We're all in this together. Um, but if you did anything fun this weekend, please let me know in the comments section or on the social media, and we can you know talk about Star Wars there too. So 
uh, just want to point out, too, if you're new here, please consider subscribing to the YouTube page. It helps out so much, and you get to see all this fun stuff and get notified about it. And, of course, follow, rate, and review the podcast, which is available anywhere podcasts are found on your podcasting app of choice. And, um, yeah, always doing great stuff there as well. On top of all that, we started a new series. Every Sunday, we'll be doing the Bad Batch Reviews. And my episode for the review of episode four, Cornered, just came out uh, yesterday. And it was a fun episode. If you guys didn't see my tweet, I, (laughs) I put in my tweet that there's a little surprise cameo in that video that wasn't planned. And I'm not just, you know, clickbaiting you. It really was a funny situation that happened during that when I was recording that episode. So I don't know. Go check that out. And I hope you guys are enjoying The Bad Batch. I certainly am. Sorry, my phone is going off. Okay, let's get back to it. So uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about a bunch of great stuff, most of which includes, you know, Dave Filoni got a new promotion, which we'll talk about. Well, an old promotion now, but we'll get there. And then we're also talking about how Rangers of the Republic is no longer in active development. We're going to talk about how does that affect other Star Wars projects, also including Mandalorian Season 3. And then uh, the main topic today, of course, is Boba Fett. It is not a limited series as we thought. It is actually going to be a multiple series or seasoned show, which kind of got leaked about 13 hours ago, and no one's talking about it yet. So we get to talk about it first, which is pretty awesome. And yeah, so that's, that's pretty much all we're talking about today. And if you guys want to submit your comments or questions in the live chat, if you're watching live, please go ahead. It'd be nice to hear from you guys. And um, before we get into our first segment of the show, uh, like always, I just started doing this new poll every week on my Twitter to see you know what, what people are thinking out there in the world. And my poll this week was... There's a four-way battle between droids. Who makes it out alive? And the options were Chopper, R2-D2, Gonk, and BB-8. Now, I kind of figured it would be a showdown between Chopper and R2-D2. <laughs> uh, but I thought I'd put Gonk in there just to be fun, and BB-8 because he's a beloved character from the sequels. Anyway, R2-D2 won with 46.2%. Kind of saw this coming, and right behind him, of course, was Chopper with 385 now, that is a good duel to have between Chopper and R2-D2 because they're both astromech droids. They're both very versatile. They're essentially a giant uh, Swiss army knife. Every time you pull something out, it's a new gadget and they can fight each other that way. So thank you guys for participating in that. We'll have a new poll this upcoming week that will announce the results on Monday's show. But I want to know from you guys, did you pick R2-D2? Did you pick gonk did you pick bb8 or did you pick chopper let me know in the comments or on social media there i'm gonna go ahead and welcome some of the people that are joining us today acidics drops was actually the first one to leave a comment at 10 30 in the morning wow you were here early <laughs> it's now 1208 but welcome thank you for joining us today he also says oh we got a couple hello there's and a couple kenobi max of course is here welcome max so good to see you as always hope you're doing well yes road to 1k we're getting close so what happens when a youtuber gets to a thousand subs is youtube starts to you know recognize this channel as a serious channel which means uh impressions and uh video placements and things like that i won't get advertisements I won't get to monetize my channel, but I'll start to get a little bit more recognition, which is always great 
for any any content creator out there. So yes, Road to 1K. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I really liked your videos, but I understand you. Thank you, Max. Thanks for liking the videos. Are you stoked for the Book of Boba Fett? Yes. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. That's our main topic. Josh is back. Hello. He says, hello, Han. It's good to see you, Josh. It's been a long time, my friend. Welcome back to the chat. I hope you're doing well, and I hope all your um, your busy schedule is kind of slowing down a little bit. I think you said you had work stuff. Max picked R2-D2 as the winner, and Max won, of course. All right, so let's jump into the first segment of the show every Monday on Han Talks First, and that is Star Wars Replay. Enjoy. Star Wars Replay! Star Wars Replay is where we replay major moments and events that happened this week in Star Wars history. And this week, back in 1944, Frank Oz, the voice and talent of the Yoda puppet, was born. Also this week in 1922, Christopher Lee was born. He, of course, plays Count Dooku in the prequels. And this week, back in 1913, Peter Cushing, Grand Moff Tarkin, was born. In 1977, A New Hope was released in theaters. In 1983, Return of the Jedi was released in theaters. And finally, in 2018, Solo, A Star Wars Story was released in theaters. That's it for Star Wars Replay. Tune in next Monday to find out what major moments and events happened next week in Star Wars history. My phone is blowing up, um, getting several calls. I don't know if I will have to end the show earlier. I'm not sure what's going on today. I do have a, a busy schedule. Uh, after the show, but we'll try and get through everything. Uh, but if I have to end early, I apologize. We'll come back and do a stream maybe tomorrow. But yeah, lots of great stuff that happened this week in Star Wars history. You know, May is a huge release week for the movies and stuff like that. At least it used to be. Now we're in the December phase. But a lot of great stuff happened. Let me know if I missed anything or if there's other great moments that happened this week in Star Wars history. And of course, that segment will be back next week. So right off the top, I want to mention Funko released some new pop figures uh, about three days ago. Or, I'm sorry, two days ago. Three days ago. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, and I thought they were really cool, so I wanted to share them here. And, of course, these are for the Mandalorian. And we, of course, now have some new Bo-Katan with and without a helmet. A little baby Yoda with his little macaroons. The Boba Fett. We have Din Djarin without the helmet, which is new. Of course, the Ahsoka one looks fantastic. And there is a new... Uh, Dark Trooper Funko Pop. All of these look amazing. I'm really excited about this. Now, for those of you that don't know, I live in Los Angeles, California, specifically Hollywood. I know that sounds kind of crazy to say, but a couple blocks down from me is a Funko Museum, and it's actually pretty cool. I don't know if I posted some stuff on my Instagram of it, but they have like a huge set of the cantina in like Funko aesthetic, which is really cool. And tons of Star Wars stuff. They of course got Jurassic Park, Marvel, everything, but Star Wars section is really cool. There was a huge line down the block a few days ago. And I think it was because of these Funko releases. So they're probably going to go really quick. So everyone go ahead and pre-order or run out to the store and go grab them now. And now that I'm vaccinated, I'll go to the Funko store sometime soon, take some video. I'll go with my girlfriend and we'll make a little episode about it. And I'll I'll show you what it looks like because it's really, really cool and a great place to be. So now again, another thing off the top, I don't, I don't condone this, but 
uh, I wanted to bring some attention to it because it's really important to some people. Today is hashtag make solo to happen day. Those of you that know me, you know, I'm not a big fan of the solo movie and I'm definitely not a fan of uh, a solo two movie. Uh, I think it would be a waste of money and resources, but uh, there's a lot of people in my <clears throat> Star Wars community that are a huge fan of it and really support Solo 2 and making it happen. So this is for you guys. Uh, have a great you know, promotion day, and I hope you get to meet a lot of new people that way and get to have a lot of fun. And uh, for you guys who are listening to this show, let me know if you are in support of Make Solo 2 Happen or if you're not. And either way, it's totally fine. You know, um, We'll have to wait and see what they do. Maybe it'll come someday. I don't think so, but it'd be nice to see those people get some nice um, surprises later on. Okay, let's jump into the first bit of news here, okay? Uh, kind of old news now, because I'm just now talking about it, but it's new for our channel. So Dave Filoni, he has a new job at Lucasfilm. Last summer, Lucasfilm quietly promoted Dave Filoni to the title of Executive Creative Director for the entire studio. But they didn't update their website until last week. And that's how everyone found out about it. You know us Star Wars fans. We're always checking the website and checking the forums and going everywhere to try and find out all the latest details. And I mean, do you really think they thought they could get away with it and no one would catch on? <laughs> but the big question of all this is why didn't they tell anybody? And it wasn't just the fans. It wasn't just our community of people. It was also people involved at Lucasfilm. There was a tweet from Ming-Na Wen, and she says, Hell yes, so happy for you, Dave Filoni. You deserve this. Now, it's, that says to me, not even Ming-Na Wen knew that Dave Filoni had been promoted to executive creative director at Lucasfilm. And it still begs the question, why didn't they tell anybody? This is big news. I have some answers. They might not be accurate, but they are my speculative answers, and I think they are pretty justified, too. But let's see. So <clears throat> this new, let's talk about his new title, first of all. His new title, which is also shared by two other people, one of which is Doug Chang. For those of you who don't know who Doug Chang is, he is the mastermind who is responsible for the look and art of the prequel movies. He is a genius, and the way he got the job was by, he's got this amazing story that he tells. You know, he wasn't even an artist when he first started at Lucasfilm, at least by trade. And he wanted to get into that Star Wars world, and he heard rumblings that they were going to make a, a prequel movie by George Lucas coming soon, back in like the early 90s. So every single day he made a new art project, and every single day he tried new techniques, and he got better, and he got better. And then when it time came and George Lucas announced, I'm going to make The Phantom Menace, he walked up to him and said, look at all this art that I've been working on. I think I can help you with this project. And he made him the lead art director for The, Fa for the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith and everything else thereon after. Doug Chang is a legend at Lucasfilm. And now he is joined by Dave Filoni, which is great. This new, this new position or this new title that he has, will capture the complicated role of overseeing both individual series and a larger storyline that weaves together through several different shows, books, comics, movies, etc. 
Now, why is this so perfect for Dave Filoni? I mean, people have been saying for the longest time he needs to be promoted to head of creative at Lucasfilm. A lot of people didn't understand what that meant, but they just knew that he would get that kind of power. Some people have been saying he needs to be the president of Lucasfilm. That made no sense to me, ever, (laughs) because it would take him out of his creative role. This is where Dave Filoni belongs. He will get to oversee not, let me put it this way, Doug Chang is responsible for the art direction of Lucasfilm, and now Dave Filoni will be in charge of the storytelling of Lucasfilm. Both of them work together tremendously, and they have a great long-lasting relationship. They're going to do great things. They're going to do amazing things. I can't wait to see what happens. Excuse me, I was taking a sip of my tea. So, why didn't they make this announcement? Let's talk about that. And if you guys have theories, let me know in the chat right now. We'll share those too. But for me, here are, I have four different reasons on why they did not make this announcement. Number one is Dave Filoni got promoted during a pandemic. This article says that he was promoted last summer in 2020, which means he was promoted during a pandemic. And... You know, some people, maybe Dave, who's very humble and kind, maybe he said, hold off on my announcement. It doesn't feel right to bring attention to me getting a new job when so many other people have just lost their jobs. So I can see that happening because of the circumstance and the time. And now that we're finally getting out of a pandemic, they go and release the the announcement there. But that still isn't enough. So let me give you another reason why they didn't make this announcement. And that is... Disney doesn't want the fans to think they're listening to you. I just said, people have been saying for a long time, the fans want Dave Filoni in charge of creative, you know, endeavors at Lucasfilm. They want him in in charge of all creative uh, direction. Now, if Disney put him in charge of that role, not because the fans said it, but because he's right for that role. But some fans, some people out there will think, They're doing it because we said that. Now let's tell them to do other things. And Disney doesn't want people to think that they're taking straight advice from the fandom or from outsiders who are not shareholders or members of the board or actual creatives at Lucasfilm or Disney. So that is another reason and a very probable one, which could also go in hand with the fact that it was also announced during a pandemic. My third reason is that they don't want the image to be perceived that Kathleen Kennedy is walking out the door, right? Because around the same time that everyone was saying, let's put Dave Filoni in charge of Lucasfilm, they were also saying, kick out Kathleen Kennedy. Both of those phrases were almost synonymous at the same time earlier last year in like January. And they actually did one of those things, which was promote Dave Filoni to head of creative, that would make the audience perceive that, oh, they're just going to kick out Kathleen Kennedy. One, because we said so, we asked for it, and two, because Dave Filoni got a promotion, because some people don't understand the inner workings of uh, uh, you know, a limited business like this one. So that's another possibility. I will mention that uh, Dave Filoni was promoted by Kathleen Kennedy. So that kind of destroys that narrative in itself as far as like audience perception. But there's one more reason why I think they didn't really announce this until now. And it's kind of conspiratorial. So bear with me. But they released this news around the same exact time that they were announcing the cancellation of Rangers of the New Republic. Do you think they did that so they could 
bury that news and try to mask it with this positive news of Dave Filoni getting a promotion, and that's why they held it off for so long, it's very likely. We see people do this all the time at Warner Brothers, at Universal, when they announce a movie around the same exact time that they announce a cancellation of a movie. Now, there's no other movies to announce at, at, Disney, at Lucasfilm. There's no other shows to announce. They, announced, they, they blew their proverbial load last November at their Investor's Day. And this could have been their way to be like, hey, we never announced Dave Filoni got that promotion. We're about to announce this cancellation for Rangers of the New Republic. Let's release this at the same time. That way, hopefully, no one talks about this cancellation and we just get positive press, right? So those are my four reasons. I would love to know what you guys think. I'm going to go to the, the chat here and see what you guys are saying right now. Um, let me see here. Yes, Acidic. A lot, of, a lot of birthdays this week talking about Star Wars Replay. Isn't Solo 2 happen day tomorrow? Because tomorrow Solo turns three years old. I want a Solo 2. Uh, no, it's actually today. I, I'm involved in this uh, podcaster's forum. And a lot of those people are big fans of Make Solo 2 Happen. And today is the day that they're promoting it. If it did turn three years old tomorrow, I'm not sure why they don't do it tomorrow. But apparently the, the trend is happening today. Maybe it's like a, a 36-hour thing or 24 hour. Maybe they're making it last two days. I don't know, but, um, that's what I was told. Uh, I'm happy with that because Dave Filoni is a genius. Dave Filoni is a genius. Damn it. He's pure genius. Thank you for sharing that sentiment. (laughs) Um, the world building in the prequels is just great. Yes. And a lot of that is by the response of, uh, Doug Chang, the look anyway. The, the, the ship designs, the planet designs, all that kind of stuff. World building is great, but if you don't have good art behind it or a good story behind the art, there's no point. Doug Chang is, a, is brilliant, so I'm glad you pointed that out as well. Josh said this is a better structure for Lucasfilm. Kathleen Kennedy is better in an executive role. Dave has more experienced grasp on the world building in the universe. Disney is all about public perception. Yes, Disney is all about public perception, which is why I think my points are pretty valid. Um, I do agree. This is definitely a better role for Lucasfilm. And I think they should have done this a long, long time ago. Kathleen Kennedy, when she first got appointed to president, was juggling way too many tasks, I think, at the beginning, which ultimately led to her not having time to plan out a full sequel trilogy, understandably. But they could have fixed that by putting a creative uh, role in charge of that. You know, they had Doug Chang, but he was in charge of the art. He wasn't in charge of the story. So they needed someone that was like a George Lucas that could come in and do that. Now we have one. Better late than never, right? But I totally agree with what you're saying there. Um, The reason with Kathleen Kennedy sounds realistic. Yes. Oops. I think this is why we have been hearing murmurs of big changes for over a year. Very true. You know, it was probably uh, hinted at by some executives at Disney or something to some people and they started talking about it and but they didn't know specifics and that's why so many people learned about it but yes um and it's not just that there's tons of big changes going on at Disney and Lucasfilm it's crazy I didn't think or he says no I didn't think they made this because of Rangers of the New Republic because it isn't officially canceled Yes, Max, and we're actually going to talk about that in a second. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. I think the firing of Gina Carano 
derailed the story plan for Rangers. I don't know if they can dig their way out of this one. It will roll around in creative hell until they drop it. Okay, cool. So since we're all talking about Rangers, let's move on to our second topic, which is all about Rangers of the New Republic. It is deemed to be dead, but it's not. I have news for you all. I have an inside source from Lucasfilm that just gave me details on what is actually happening. For the first time ever, you're going to hear this on Han Talks First. Rangers of the Republic is not dead. It is actually being rebranded into Power Rangers of the New Republic. Get ready, everybody. The Power Rangers are coming back, not only on their own, they're going to cross over with the Star Wars world and join Harris and Dula, and they're going to join Mando and Baby Grogu, and they're going to fight off... The ton- I'm sorry, I can't keep that going. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't have a source at Lucasfilm, and they're not crossing over with Power Rangers. I just had to do that because I saw this photo, and I thought it was so funny. Um, but how fun would that be? Power Rangers of the New Republic, right? Uh, for those of you who aren't wa- who are watching the podcast, if you go to the video page, you can see I put up a visual with the Power Rangers logo over the New Republic logo. And uh, sorry, that was a terrible joke. I'll move on. Okay, so let's really talk about Rangers of the New Republic. So. It seems exceedingly likely that the original plan for Rangers was to give Gina Carano her own series. Now, I am not shocked about this news, that it has reportedly been canceled. And here's why. Back in November of last year, we all know, I made a couple of videos about it, Disney announced a slew of new shows coming to Disney+, Plus, along with some, a few movies. A lot of them Star Wars related. The most of them Star Wars related. In total, about 10 to 12 projects coming from Star Wars. Now, this was not a fan event. A lot of people think it was, and they thought it was promoted poorly. This was not a fan event. This was an event for investors only that was open to the public to watch as well. Now, what does that mean? All the time, shows are announced at quarterly meetings for companies like Disney. And all it is is to show that their investors' money is going to good use, which is developing content. So all they did was just announce all the shows they're developing. Maybe not even 80% of those shows that were announced aren't even being worked on from an art department form or a... They don't even have writers for most of them, probably. They were all announced just in good faith for their investors saying, hey, we're putting your money to good use. Here's some stuff we are you know, contemplating working on. And this happens all the time. 98% of shows that go into development never make it out alive. That's a fact. And we see it happen a lot in the public, but there's so much more that doesn't even get announced that we see. With something like Star Wars, which is still technically kind of new in its transition to direct-to-consumer relationship, They announce all these things because they have nothing real tangibly to announce. (laughs) So they're giving you as much as they can. I imagine there's probably 20 other shows that they have in development at Lucasfilm that they haven't, that they could have put up on that board, but they chose not to. Now, what does development mean for a show 
like something like Rangers of the New Republic. And again, I'm not shocked by this news that it was canceled. My theory is that with Rangers of the New Republic, all that was any movement that was made on this show was strictly to commission a story or a script from somebody. That was it. That's all I think it was. I think uh, John Favreau, Dave Filoni probably came up with the idea. And then they commissioned a writer to say, hey, write us an outline, write us a treatment, which they only probably spent four to $10 million on an outline alone. I know that sounds crazy. I know. I know that sounds like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money. <laughs> I could live the rest of my life with that kind of money. But for something like Disney and Hollywood, that's about average that they spend on developing a, a concept for a show or a movie, four to $10 million. Could be even more sometimes, depending on if the spec script is really, really good. So that's all I think happened to it. Now, all they did, they didn't cancel the show. I think Max said that. It wasn't officially canceled. You're right. Rangers of the New Republic is not canceled because it was never greenlit. It was only ever in development. Now, what did they do? They halted development. That's all they did. Was it because of Gina Carano? <laughs> it could have been, but it also could be because they have a lot of stuff on their plate at the moment. I definitely think Rangers of the Republic is not dead. I think it could come back, and I think it could come back really strong. I think the developmental process is done, which means it's just on hold indefinitely. Could come back, it could not, but that happens all the time in Hollywood. But the reason, so with all that being said, why did I bring this up? Because I want to talk about, because they have the book of Boba Fett, which they announced, we'll talk about in a second, that is going to be more than one season. They have the Mandalorian season three coming. Obi-Wan is being shot, Andor's being shot. They're trying to wrap, um, you know, negotiations with Patty Jenkins for her movie and her writer. And they got a lot of stuff going on. So to put a developing project on hold seems pretty standard. You know, Lucasfilm is still a small company. They're trying to expand, but it's going to take a while. And the big question I want to ask is, does this affect Mandalorian Season 3? But that ties in with our main topic. Before we get into that, I want to see what you guys are saying in the chat here. And then we can move on and go a little forward. And of course, if you guys are watching, I see there's a couple of you watching on Twitch and YouTube. Throw in your thoughts and opinions. We'll share them here. Uh, let me see here. Give us the juice, Han. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't juice. It was a total prank. I got you. Um, I'm pretty sure, Max says, I'm pretty sure Rangers of the New Republic was canceled by Disney and not by Lucasfilm. And I remember you said in one of your shows that it will be canceled. Uh, yes. I, I, I never believed in the show from the second it was announced, to be honest with you. Um, because it seemed like the most underdeveloped of the series. Like I said, the only reason we got all those announcements last year was because they were telling their investors, we're doing stuff with your money. We're putting it to use. Here's what it's going towards. It might not work. It might be redeveloped. It might be rebranded someday, but we're, we're using your money and this is what we're doing with it. It's a tip. It's a standard a business conversation to have with the company like this. So, yeah, I never believed in the show, I, but I do think it will come back. I do. I definitely believe it's coming back. They were totally just trying to get the investors hyped. Yes, Josh, 100%. That's, that's, that's what I think. Then the monitor, then they monitor online reactions and cancel half of it. Uh, yes, like I think you were pointing out earlier, Disney is 
Disney marketing and and, and uh, fan relations or public relations is the best. They know how to play the markets. They know how to how to look at uh, what people like, what they don't like, and they're they're heavily numbers based, which is totally unfortunate. And they're they're mo- they're transitioning to a more numbers based system, which I really dislike. But yes, I totally agree with that sentiment. They're going to rework something completely different, like the Boba Fett movie and the Mandalorian. Yes, uh, that's that's what we're going to talk about in a second. They're using that time and that money to focus on their flagship series, which is Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, which is going to be another big hit show. Let's see what else we're saying here. I don't think it will affect Mandalorian season three. Okay, good to know. Uh, let, let's let's move into our next main topic then. Um, since we're in the people in the chat are moving on to Boba Fett and Mandalorian, let's uh, let's move on to that kind of stuff. But before we do, we're doing our new segment of the show, which is today I learned Star Wars, and here is that segment for this week. Enjoy. This week on today I learned Star Wars. As a request of Luke's daughter, he invited members of the boy band NSYNC to make a brief cameo in the prequel Attack of the Clones on a break from their 2001 Pop Odyssey tour. Lance Bass and Justin Timberlake opted to pass on the opportunity, but the rest of the band agreed to be suited up as Jedi Knights. They even took part in the actual battle, fighting droids in the climactic Geonosis battle. Joy Fatone remembered that the only direction they were given was, pretend like you're fighting droids. Sadly, we'll never know if they were convincing as Jedi. Their scenes were cut from the final edit. That's today I learned Star Wars. Tune in next week for more fun facts on Han Talks First. Is it possible to learn this power? Be honest with me. How many of you knew that NSYNC was in Attack of the Clones? <laughs> now, I think in that little short video, uh, we did say that their, their stuff was cut, but there actually is one frame where you can still see their appearance. And it's the shot which is C-3PO, and his head is on the droid, if you know what I'm talking about in Attack of the Clones, right in the arena on the Battle of Geonosis. Geonosis. And that's where you can see, if you look behind him in the background, there's some Jedi fighting droids. There's two of them. And those are the members of NSYNC. Could you imagine just having that kind of money, like to be George Lucas, and your daughter's just like, I want NSYNC to be in the movie. And you just pay them to come to your movie set and you have the kind of money to do that. I mean, they were hot. They were huge at the time. I never listened to them, but uh, they were huge, you know, and to, to buy them away from their tour, to come to this set, to pay them for their time on the set. He's got the money like that. You know, could you just imagine to have George Lucas type of money? <laughs> That'd be amazing. Like strictly just to please your daughter, just hire the NSYNC guys to come over and say, Hey, that's so rad. That's so cool. Whether or not they made it in the movie, whether or not it was a good idea, <laughs> the backstory is really cool. The things he does for his family is very sweet. So yeah. Anyway, our main topic today. Thank you guys for sticking with us for so long, and I do have to leave relatively soon, so let's try and get through this as quick as we can. Send in your thoughts and questions as we continue going forward. And what do you guys think of Today I Learned Star Wars? You know, this is only the third time we've done it. I'm still trying to get your guys' reactions to it. If you like it, we'll continue to do it. If you don't, we'll replace it with something else. <laughs> but let us know. Um, 
And for those of you that don't know, or you're just joining us now, that the voice in that segment of the show is provided by my girlfriend, Chris, which we need to get her back on here sometime really soon, I think. So let's talk about Book of Boba Fett. So Book of Boba Fett is not going to be a limited series. They're actually planning the show to have multiple seasons. Now, how, how do I know this? How do I know this information? Well, Google. <laughs> Google is very handy. Now, if everything goes as planned, the Book of Boba Fett will premiere in December, which is what they said. If everything goes well, we should expect to see it by the end of the year. I think it will be delayed. I do not think we'll get it in December. I mean, they're still shooting the movie right now. They're still working on the movie. They've been working on it for a while. And with things like the cancellation of Rangers and the Mandalorian season three and all this stuff they're working on, not to mention the pandemic, which pushed everything back so much. And they're shooting in LA. LA is rough right now. The studio I used to work for is still not open. So I think they're, they're, having a lot of struggles they didn't think they would have. I think they were a little ambitious with saying that December was going to be the release date. So I wouldn't, you know, get too set on that. I don't want anyone to be like hurt when it doesn't come out. But anyway, if it goes well, we'll get it in December. Now, there was a picture leaked from the production uh, from showing some stickers from the different departments' marketing gear And this is where we got the little leak that it will be more than one season. So check this out. Here is the photo. For those of you listening on the podcast, I'll try and explain it as best as I can. But there's three stickers here. One of them is for the the creature department. One of them is for the camera department. And the other one is for the ad department. Each sticker is different. One of them says Buccaneer on it, which is the show's, uh, what is it called? Uh, Working title. Like as they're working on the show, it's called the Buccaneer Project. And then the camera department one has Boba Fett's little uh, visor. What do they call it? The the thing that he looks through to, you know, fire missiles. I can't think of the name. And then the last one is just the title art, the book of Boba Fett. Now, what's interesting is each one of these says season one, except for the camera department, but whatever. The other two say book of Boba Fett season one. And it either says the effects department or it says the ad department or camera department. Why put that on there if you're not going to have, if you're just going to have one season? They wouldn't put on, put it on there if it was a limited series. Now, to be fair, this isn't breaking news. They never announced this was going to be a limited series. This is just something people have speculated on uh, in a mass majority. So I think this will be multiple seasons. I think this also has something to do with The Mandalorian Season 3. I'm a little concerned about Mandalorian Season 3, to be honest with you. I mean, we do know that Din Djarin is going to be in the Book of Boba Fett. We don't know how much. We don't know how little. But it was reported he will be in there. And I think Mandalorian Season 3 is going to be delayed even more so than it was already due to the pandemic, but also due to some Gina Carano stuff and with also their, their reorganization of the company and with the Book of Boba Fett, and they just got tons of stuff going on right now. And I don't think they have the manpower to accompany all this, you know? But uh, I want to know what you guys think. You know, what does this mean for The Mandalorian? I know my thoughts are kind of scattered, but I'm thinking about all the people that are uh, calling my phone right now, so I'm a little nervous, but I'm trying to get this 
information out there to you guys. Uh, what do you guys think? Here Again, here is the photo. Uh, there are three stickers. Each of them say season one for the Book of Boba Fett, which is also exciting. You know, it's not something that we should just speculate that they're going to make more seasons, but it's also exciting to know that we're going to get more from a beloved character in this show. Because a lot of people were worried that it would just go spin off to Book of Boba Fett, and then Boba Fett would come back into Mandalorian Season 3 later, which that's kind of messy, right? That's just really messy. You shouldn't have properties of television where you have to watch everything to be able to understand one of them, if that made any sense. And I don't think Disney's planning to do that, but I think for someone like me, for example, I'm not looking forward to Andor. <laughs> if Andor was directly responsible for a story that was set up in the Book of Boba Fett, I would be a little disappointed because I would have to watch Andor. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to watch it anyway. I'm just, I'm just being a little jerk. <laughs> uh, let me see what you guys are saying in the chat, and then we will we'll talk about something else here. Let me see here. What is... I guess they weren't in sync. I guess they weren't in sync. I don't know what that, uh, oh, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Uh, today I learned Star Wars is always interesting, especially today's episode. Thank you, Max. Appreciate that. I'm hyped for the book of Boba Fett, but I don't want them to overuse the legendary characters like Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, Darth Vader, Luke, etc. I totally agree. And I can, I can see that being an issue. I think they've learned. I hope they've learned, you know, with things like fan service, if we look at Rogue One, for example, the walrus man and that deformed guy from that was a callback to A New Hope, they had no business being in that movie. It was strictly fan service. And there's a ton of other examples of that in all the movies. And I think we need to get away from that. I think the, the hype that Star Wars is back is over. We need to establish new things to love, new stories to tell. But most importantly, get back to mythology. Mythology is overused, but it's, you know, there's 10 different ways you can tell a story. That's what they say. They say there's only 10 ways to tell a good story. But it go, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of how you, how you twist on it, what new characters you put in it. And that's one of the problem with franchises, with reboots, all that kind of stuff. It relies on the, it relies on the IP. The, the property of it. But it's not about the property. It's about the storytelling. So I think that goes in hand with what you're kind of saying there a little bit, but I totally agree with you. I think it'll come out in December, but my guess is it will come out at the end of December. A little Christmas miracle. You never know. I would like to see it on Christmas. That would be fun. I don't mind heavy use of legacy characters. They were prevalent in the legend stories, and they were fantastic. They were great. They were really great. Uh, if you have any examples of some of your favorites, I would love to know. I think mine would probably be, um, oh, you're talking about legacy characters. Oh, I see. Um, well, Luke in Legends is pretty awesome, especially in the Heir to the Empire trilogy, which is fantastic. All right, Max says, I would really like to see something new like the Ryan Johnson trilogy or something old Republic, at least on the movie side. I don't know if you plan to do this, but it was kind of funny. I really want something new or old Republic. That was kind of cute. Um, yeah, uh, man, I, it's hard to say about the Ryan Johnson trilogy because that's one thing too that you could you could relate back to the Rangers of the New Republic thing. 
Ryan Johnson's trilogy is not canceled. Development is halted, but it's not canceled, right? Which means it's not dead, but it's not coming back right this second. Same thing with Ranger of the New Republic, you know? Um, but I have a question for you or anyone who is really excited about the Ryan Johnson trilogy of movies. If you were given the option to have that he couldn't come back and direct a movie or a set of movies, but he could only come back and do television for Star Wars, would that be okay with you? Would you want to see that more, actually? Because it gives him more time to tell a story. It could go on for seasons. It would be a big commitment. What do you guys think? Uh, For me, I would probably just want to see him do the movies uh, because I haven't seen any of his television work. But I'm curious to see what you guys think. I think they're building to Boba ruling Mandalore like in Legends. Yes, uh, I'm totally with you. I I can definitely see that happening. And it really seems like that's what their their goal is for this series. Um, I'm still hyped for the future of Star Wars. Yes, I'm hyped too. Bring it on. Uh, no, I hadn't planned that. Well, you just made a pun. It's always, it's always nice when, when puns aren't intended. Um, but yeah, guys, that's, that's all I had planned for, to talk about today. A lot of great stuff. The Star Wars, it, the news is coming back. You know, we were having a several, several weeks, a, a little period of time where it was like, where I was like, what, what the hell am I going to talk about? <laughs> and now we have stuff to talk about, which is, which is great. And we're only going to get more. Uh, there was there was some stuff I wanted to talk about about Obi Wan because Ewan McGregor has been making a lot of comments on it, which is really exciting. He's he started his press tour for Obi Wan Kenobi, which is it's so good to hear, you know. And he started going on like Jimmy Kimmel and other shows like that, and the BBC and all that kind of stuff, which I'll probably save and talk about on another stream uh, because I have I have so much to do today. But uh, it's all really exciting stuff. And if you guys haven't watched any, go check that out. But um, yeah, a lot of great things happening. I think the big thing to take away from today's episode, everybody, is Dave Filoni has a bigger uh, creative role in Star Wars. And he has for a while. And that could be why we see things like the Book of Boba Fett, why we're getting the Ahsoka show, because now he's in charge of it. You know, and it's going to open a lot of doors. And it's going to make a lot of people really happy. Dave Filoni is such a such a creative genius, and you know I, I I can't wait to see what he does. Now that he has a free hand as well, I can't wait to see what he creates. I think it's going to be magical, and it's gonna it's gonna connect in ways that isn't specific. Like you need to know what's going on, but for people like us that watch everything, we're gonna get that little extra extra taste of magic which I can't wait to see. By the, speaking of magic, um, if you're watching this on the, uh, the video stream, check out my shirt. I'm going to hold it up real quick. Does anyone know what this is? <laughs> so this, my, sh- my girlfriend got me this shirt for my birthday, which I just failed to show off yet. It's... Um, the digital magic shirt with George Lucas's body and his head is a camera. And it's from an old commercial <laughs> where his head morphed into a camera. And it's so funny. Uh, but I love this shirt. It's now one of my new favorites. And 
because it's like Star Wars related, but it's not like in your face Star Wars related. So yeah. Anyway, thank you all for joining me today. I hope you had fun. I had fun. It's good to be back. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, We of course will have more videos coming really soon. I still have some guests that are coming onto the show, which I'm really excited about and can't wait to share with you. By the way, me and Lando from Sith Talkers are talking about trying to do another stream together really soon. So we're going to pick a day and we're going to announce it and we'll have a a huge fan event, which will be really great online, of course. And uh, yeah, everyone stay safe, take care of each other. And I can't wait to talk more Star Wars with you really soon. And hit me up on social media as well. And let's talk some Star Wars because it's always a great time. And please, again, if you're not subscribed please subscribe. Uh, we're so close to 1000 subs, 800, 800 subscribers on the YouTube. I didn't imagine it would happen that fast. I know it seems like it should have happened sooner for some people, but for someone like me, a really small content creator, this is, it's a big deal. And it means a lot that people are actually listening to the content, actually give a crap about what I have to say. (laughs) Um, uh, cause, uh, I honestly didn't think this would be like a YouTube show. I thought it was strictly just going to be a podcast, but anyway, thank you guys so much for your support. Um, have a good rest of your day, have a good rest of your week. And, uh, we'll talk to you guys really soon. And until then, somehow, some way, somewhere this week, may the force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.